I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alenios Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Lineals Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. And today we come to you with a special guest, a long honored yes. uh, a third member of the podcast. Yes, really. Everyone has been waiting for and was worried about. Mm-hmm. And some people thought was imaginary. That's including true. myself. I got, I got Twitter, it was a buzz. People saying that uh, he wasn't real, he didn't exist. Yep. He was a pseudonym for like Banksy or something. Yep. <laughs> but no, we got him in the studio. It's Marcus Barkley. Hello, everyone. Hello, yes. Internet. It's, it's the voice that will make you moist. Marcus. <laughs> wow. Um, for those, if, if you don't remember who he is, he's the man who made our logo and mm-hmm. uh, is our, uh, we're going to call him our art director for the yes. podcast. Oh, yeah. Finally, I'm going to put that is. on my resume. You should. <laughs> if you're a true Illenials fan, you'll know that I, me and Marcus, we streamed uh, Far Cry 5 together like a year ago. Oh, yes. We, oh, we're definitely getting on the new game, right? No, we're not. Oh. I will not play any more Far Cry games. <laughs> Uh, we have been streaming Resident Evil 5. Yeah, New Dawn. It takes place after the fifth one. It's a direct sequel. Oh, wow. It's in the post-apocalypse. Nice. Uh, but we've been streaming Resident Evil 5. That's our new thing. Mm-hmm. We're going to be running through probably the greatest Resident Evil game ever made. It's still a work in progress. But yeah. 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 We're figuring out all the, all the specifics. Yes. Well, what projects you got? What, what irons you got in the fire? Um, I play a lot of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh-huh. Who's I do, your character? do that. Wolf. For sure, Wolf and Ike are kind mm-hmm. of my guys. Oh, you like heavy hitters. Yeah, that's that's mostly what I honestly mostly what I do in my free time is just play Smash. Okay, so, so we can we can append your friend code to this podcast. And anyone who wants to challenge you can Ooh. can can challenge you, right? Ooh. Of course, no, right. none of them will get close to beating me. Oh wow! Yes, hone your skills, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, apparently I, I beat your ass really bad, and I don't remember yeah. it. So. A long time ago, Marcus did mm-hmm. absolutely demolish me in uh, Project M. We played. Oh, and he just completely demoralized me. But That's I've right. I've trained. I've come back stronger than ever. I can tell. Look at yeah. that. And Marcus seems to be at his weakest point when it comes to Smash. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna. Um, exploit that whenever we play. Gotta take advantage, you yeah. monster. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you, you basically have like a revenge story plot, but it's over the lamest shit imaginable. Yeah, over something that one of us doesn't even remember <laughs> needing revenge for. Dude, again, I said, for, for me it was Tuesday. That's that's Marcus. It we might have been on a people. Tuesday. It might have been. It was, it was definitely After a class. One in seven chance, right? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, definitely possible. <laughs> Um, so we're here. We're back. We're uh, recording a little early on a Sunday instead of a Monday like we usually do. Be a little, a little faster to get it uh, edited on my end. And uh, it's been a week, y'all. It's been a week. In case anyone has been paying attention to the news, uh, some crazy stuff has happened. Oh boy, can't wait. <clears throat> the we're not going to have a government shutdown. That's not going to happen because they passed the uh, they passed the budget resolution bill. 
uh, with only $1.3 billion for the wall. And in response, Trump declared a national emergency to build it. Mm-hmm. So he's immediately being sued by like five different organizations over this decision. And we will see how it goes. Um, they're going to dip into some army uh, civil core civil engineer funds. Uh, to, to build the wall as such. But that doesn't get into all the, the all the stuff about how you're going to acquire the land. You know, how are you going to fuck, who are going to pick the fucking contract to build the goddamn thing? And so, you know, but we're declaring a national emergency for this, to build, to, for the crisis on the southern border. Yes. Well, we aren't declaring it. Well, I mean, America definitely did. Yeah, one, one man has done this, and <laughs> it's it's rough. And what I learned is that national emergencies are less uncommon than you would think they are. We declare them for a lot of stuff, like the opioid, opioid epidemic and homelessness have been, have in, in the past been national emergencies. And both of those are gone, so I guess we're... <laughs> we did it! I guess we're doing good. No, man, they're still they're still ongoing, is what it is. Oh, These okay. national emergencies never ended. It's just okay. they're still happening. So it's like any war we declare past the year 2000. They oh just go God. on forever. <laughs> no, there's no end to it. It's just going to keep going okay. forever, That's basically. Good. So uh, that's what's happened. We got we got this bill through through Congress and then uh, in the Senate, uh, but our our pissy baby president uh, decided that he still wants his big shiny wall uh, or or what do you call it steel barrier steel barrier <laughs> yeah not a wall not a wall no, no. So F- that's fence plus does it does it share wall like characteristics sure <laughs> we're not gonna deny that mm-hmm. it's not a wall no not a wall. So that's where we're at, you know. We're, this is the dumbest national emergency probably ever declared. That's true. I would need to nothing. see a list of the the national emergencies, but yeah, it seems to be a really dumb thing. Yeah, yeah. So, Marcus, what's your take on a uh, this <laughs> whole? The, what's, your, what's your take on the wall? Well, as you both know, I I'm probably just very. What's the word for uh, not politically apolitical? Uh, yeah. Not politically aware, yeah. But you know, in recent years, like I've had to kind of pay attention to what the heck's going on, and yeah, it, it's pretty stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Damn, Marcus is already a better co-host than me. <laughs> Damn, he already does basically what I do, but better. Seth's the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> if, I could, if I could put your politics into Marcus's personality, yeah. it'd be oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course, he's not the problem at all. Of course, just the two of us. No, see, I'm, I'm, I have the whole package. Yeah, yeah I see. Of course, <laughs> I can see it. I'm the yeah. absolute unit. Well, okay. Speaking of uh, who's doing most of the podcast, I almost got a big grab for the podcast. That's uh, true. You yeah. did. Yeah. Tell us about that. So, um, I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, this past uh, it was like Thursday. Um, and the, the NBA All-Star Game is happening there. So it's, you know, on the street, sometimes you'll see maybe a famous person, maybe a player or something. And uh, I'm on an escalator. I look over, and I see Charles Barkley. <laughs> he was there. And I was so starstruck that all I could really say was, like, I was like, you're, star- you're Charles Barkley. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, you know, and have a nice day. And then, so we're, we're on opposite sides of the escalator. He's going down, and I'm going up. And I look back, and I'm like, you should be on the Illinials podcast. And he's like, y'all talk too much about movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, damn, he's right. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck, okay, roasted us. Yeah, maybe oh. in a year's time I can get him to get on the podcast. Wow, I was not also, expecting that. Charles Barkley is your dad, right? Of course, okay. obviously. Cool. Can't you see the resemblance? There's a height. There's a, There's height. a height similarity. Similarity. <laughs> height yeah. similarity. How tall are you? I don't know. 
You're like six. You're like six three. three or six two. I'm like seven five. That's can you say that? Come on. That's just not true. You've seen me. I have. And I've seen a seven foot tall man. I want to see a creature that's the, the height of Slender Man, but Marcus's build. Oh, Jesus. What would you call that? An abomination. <laughs> Almost Marcus Barkley. Oh, yes. Almost. Kind of, yeah. If you had longer just, arms just and legs. Much taller. I don't think I can get much longer. Like. Well, he's not like he's a natural creature. <laughs> I'm, I'm the monster. <laughs> not, yeah, he doesn't live by the physical bounds that we do. Right, right. Forgot. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. my goodness. So, uh, you saw Charles Barkley. Couldn't get yes. him on the podcast. Couldn't get him on the podcast. Too much movies. God damn. He, you gotta bring that movie chat then, I guess. Yeah. Or start a second podcast, which is just us talking about movies. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. you can have like one of those old like tape recorders on your hip. You see him again, just like, hey, have a yeah, <laughs> some like, words for the Little's podcast. Boom, right here. Whatever he says will be perfect. There we go. That's a good idea. Yeah. And uh, so, Marcus, didn't you also recently have an encounter with a celebrity? Um, I, I can't say recently, but it was back in December. That's I, recent enough. Yeah. yeah, I was visiting California because my cousins live there now. Hi, cousins. Fancy. Yeah. And, um, we went, oh God, was it like Gucci? What, what fancy, expensive store restaurant? I only know Gucci. Store restaurant. Store restaurant. <laughs> it was an expensive shoe store. Uh huh. That so also is like No, there's no restaurant. Okay. It was just, I think it was yeah. Gucci. Gucci, okay. Right. Okay. And at the top floor, this is a three story store. Yes. The top floor. Jennifer Lopez was buying shoe case, suitcases just of shoes. Suitcases full of shoes? Yeah. Wow. Like, I, like it was it was very official. It kind of looked like, you know, a bank tote. Oh. It was Probably something they do just for, like, celebrities. Yeah. Because they know they're going to buy so many shoes. Yeah. Like, I mean, that. they're the only ones who can afford them. Yeah, that's so. a baller move right sure. there. Just buy sure. a suitcase that's, full that's of shoes. That's pretty sweet. Also, mm-hmm. like, um, in the front of the store, you know how they have the decorations? There were all kinds of weird... Things. Mm-hmm. The one that caught my eye was an enema bag. An enema bag. An enema bag decoration with the Gucci logo on it. I didn't see any in the store for sale, but I thought that was a weird design choice. Just, they're just doing whatever, I guess, these days. Yeah. They're wow. It's very, it's very Dadaist, you know, just a toilet that somebody <laughs> signed and said, "Here you go. Here's, here's art." Yeah. Gucci. Did you hear about Gucci's sweater debacle that happened? Oh, no. the blackface thing? The blackface oh, sweater? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who looks at this stuff and is like, yeah, this will <laughs> fly. So, I guess they're from Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, Ralph Northam not going to resign. Just gonna, He's going to ride it out. Yeah. He's going to keep doing it. <laughs> he's like, I never approve this. <laughs> and the thing is, it's what you got with people under politics is now, is never, first of all, never apologize for anything. Because it doesn't matter. Just just keep doing what you're doing and people will forget. And plus, if you apologize, that means you realize you did something wrong. Right, yeah. So. Now, I'm not saying blackface isn't wrong. What I'm saying, though, is that you know, no apology you could ever give will be enough for it. They'd mm-hmm. want you to resign no matter what you said. You couldn't say, it was 30 years ago when I was you know, in college and the towns were different. No one is going to believe that. They're going to be like, true. no, you're a racist. <laughs> people, can't, people are not allowed to change. Doesn't matter what happens. You're always going to be the same person you were 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, Nothing ever really changes. Well, it's yeah. really weird. Like I've, I've seen a lot of people just kind of like, oh, yeah, I, I wore blackface once. It yeah. wasn't cool. I'm sorry. Like uh, it's just a regular. It's something everyone yeah. did back in the day. No, because someone, no, what was it? The Daily Show? Trevor Noah was talking about Liam Neeson was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Liam Neeson Did you, you guys hear that? Yeah, yeah I've yeah, heard about was, Liam Neeson's oh, man. weird desire to murder a black man. <laughs> I mean, 
Like, yeah. I understand, like, that the reasoning. Okay. Uh-huh. But, but still, that's, like, a terrible thing to say. It's a weird time to take a pause on a sentence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I understand what he meant. I understand, yeah. All right. No. We're on the same page, Leo. <laughs> Come on over. <laughs> I know I know lots of black people. <laughs> oh, that's, that's terrible. But I mean, here's the thing, though: is when he when he, when he told the story, which, by the way, wow, that story yes. probably should never have told the story. But when he said it, he did acknowledge that it was a crazy, racist thing to do, and was like, "I was stupid. Like, I, I shouldn't have done it." And everyone's like, still dragging him because of what? What's the reason? Like, he said he was bad and wrong. Yeah. Right there, and it's like, what, what do you want from the guy? He wanted to kill himself. I mean, he, he did a racist thing once. Yeah. And he, where's, he, where's he from? Ireland? You know? I always hear Europe's different from America. People are like, things are different over there. Yeah, that doesn't make it right, though. No, no, definitely not. But I always, I'm always told by people that lived in Europe that we, they don't use the term white people. They don't have white people in Europe. You have, yeah. you have Irish, and you have British, and you have German and French. Yeah. Whereas here in America, you'd all be white people. Yeah, because states aren't as well-defined as countries. Because those are like whole different countries with all this different stuff, where states just kind of all... Just in regions are kind of all the same. Right, yeah. It's like... People over there are like, no, yeah. we're not white people. We have different yeah. types of white like, people. In America, you'll see people say, that, oh, like Midwesterners, Northeastern, mm-hmm. Southeastern. But yeah, there's not really much else that divides us on. True. Thing. But then again, in America, we only very recently allowed the uh, Italians to be white. So we're, we're still accepting applications. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. You know about this? No. Yeah. Dude, it was the Irish for a long time. Remember the whole like signs in stores? Irish right. did not apply. And then in, like until like the 60s, Italians were not white people. We were just like, they're yeah. just like... Oh, they were just like scum? Like, yeah, they were just like... Yeah. Like everyone else? We picked them up in the draft. Oh. <laughs> we got Italians. Boy, that was a fucking mistake. They're, they're on our sides now. We should have gone with anybody else but that. Wow. That's... <laughs> I don't know what you mean by that, but... Yes, the black delegation, we're, we're white now. Uh-huh. I would have picked Nigerians. Yeah, how did they do that? We made it, boys. We made it. We should have let Nigerians be white instead. They would have been a much better addition than Italians. Mm. Just straight up. Food not as good, I guess. I've never had Nigerian food, but skills wise, probably better. Probably a better choice. Yes. Is oxtail Nigerian food? I would have no way of knowing. The candy? No, like the oxtail. You're talking about cowtails. Cowtails, okay. Yeah, yeah. I've never had an oxtail it's before. It's the actual like, tail of the creature. Where uh-huh. do you get this from? I've got it from like places that have jerk chicken, so like. Oh, the, okay. That's Jamaican, um, though. Yeah, Jamaican. Caribbean. There we go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I sound like a terrible person now. <laughs> Who knows where food comes from, man? Who invented bread? Hmm? Tell me. Who did it? No uh, one Joseph Pan. Great. Fantastic. That's good. <laughs> good work. With his, with his friend Earl Bread. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like you know, who cares? In America, everything kind of mixes together. Like, that is, food in America is the true melting pot. Yeah. Everything but apparently else everything else yeah. needs to we'll, be We'll divided. eat everything. Right, yeah, but we'll eat whatever, you know. Yeah. Mexican food, Chinese food, fucking Italian food, doesn't care. You know what? Lobster rolls are really freaking good. Lobster, I've heard lobster rolls uh, are good. Like a lobster roll. <laughs> yeah. And what culture are those from? Um, Actually, I think it's Italian. Italian, okay. I yeah. think so, because like n- none of the rich people wanted to eat a lobster, mm-hmm. like an undersea rat or something. Yeah, now lobsters become cockroach. a delicacy, but uh-huh. it used to be very frowned upon. Man, I was watching this video, or is this like, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was like Guy Fieri or something. Don't know if it was a video. <laughs> it was a video, but I don't know if it was on TV or what it was. Okay. But it was like some main town, they're like, they give us a statistic on how many lobsters they sell every year. And I'm like, it's in the fucking thousands. Yeah. I'm like, how many lobsters could there possibly be left in the ocean now? Like, how many more do we got? They live like just 50 years. Take 17 to go to full size. Like, 
Uh, you sure? I thought lobsters were like the creatures that live forever as long as you don't kill them. Right, yeah, they live for a long time compared to other crustaceans, <laughs> right? They're, they're, they're slow growing is the thing. Uh, what are you laughing at? <laughs> it's, just, it's a bit that... Yeah? A video I watched one time about how lobsters don't die unless you kill them. It's, it's just, Please enlighten me. I, no. I you, have know. you heard of the rapper Vince Staples? No. Okay, well, he did uh, He did this bit on Pitchfork called Over Under. They say, is something's overrated or underrated? And he had this whole thing. I think the question was like lobsters. And he had this whole thing about how lobsters are immortal unless you kill them. And it was just like, it's just a, hard, it's just a weird concept. <laughs> and it just it just devolves into who's on first, kind of. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't die unless we kill them, though. I'm pretty sure that they're, they're basically functionally immortal. Oh, by the way, uh, crustacean update news, in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> Horseshoe crabs, no longer crustaceans. They're arachnids. Damn, did they get in the draft? Yeah, they got drafted into the arachnid class. Damn. They're like, not even, you're not crustaceans anymore, people. You're, you're arachnids now. Isn't it weird how, like, I mean, I understand that, like, science is cool and all, but mm. isn't it weird how it's somebody's job to just eventually decide that something isn't part of what it used to be? Like, when we decided Pluto wasn't a planet? <sighs> like, I understand. Like, once again, science is great and all. But couldn't we have, like, put a little more resources into something useful than deciding <laughs> it is Pluto is a planet? on it, to be honest. Yeah. Damn you, Neil. Now, here's my question, though. I thought, I thought that Pluto got put back into Mega Planet again. I thought I they know. changed it up. I don't even know anymore. Me either. But once again, why don't we use that to figure out, like, an alternative fuel source? Like, why yeah. are we just worrying about if Pluto's a planet? I don't care if Pluto's a planet. That's I'm true. never going to go to Pluto. That you know of. It's too cold. <laughs> no vacationing on Pluto. For I mean, you? it's like I mean, it's like dangerously cold. I think there. Dangerously cold is a good description for it. Yeah, yeah I think it's like <laughs> too cold for humans. Like humans can't live there. Too cold for any life form to survive. Not yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Until we've evolved to that point. Yeah, definitely. Which with rapid climate change, I guess we're gonna have to. Oh, dude, totally. We're gonna move into low orbit, and yeah. we're gonna fucking we're gonna Although, kill it up there. Climate change isn't real, so no, definitely <laughs> not real. Of course not. Um, the podcast position is, is the flat, Earth is flat. Uh, actually, Earth is hollow. Earth is hollow. Wait, hollow. Wait, shouldn't it be flat and hollow? Well, if it's Cover flat, all your bases? It's, if it's flat, there's nothing underneath it. It's just like yeah, we do believe it's round. We're not crazy. No, we just think it's hollow. No, no, no. We around here, it's it's round and it's hollow. There are two big openings in the in the Earth's surface. There's one in the Arctic and one in the Antarctic. Uh, but they keep it hidden from us by the government. They don't right. want us to know about the, the dinosaurs and the uh, the uh, Vril people. Oh, oh, all right. They have yes. the Vril power. We don't want us to know about that. So, all right. And be careful what we say on this podcast. That's true. Um, so I did want to talk to y'all. I, I want to talk to you about a radical new idea that that's uh, is gaining steam in American politics. It's oh, called boy. giving homeless people shotguns to reduce crime. Thoughts on this one, boys? Sounds like a great idea, man. <laughs> I don't see in any way how this could go wrong. Yeah. Brian Ellison, a libertarian candidate who is expected to be the party's candidate in the upcoming midterm election, said homeless people are often at risk of becoming victims of violent crime. And one way to prevent that is providing them with shot with firearms. Um, so oh. yeah, that's, that's the idea. Now, are these just regular shotguns, or are they going to dish out the extra money for the auto shotguns? Ellison told The Guardian that although he thinks pistols for homeless people will be the ideal, due to strong, stringent gun laws, shotguns are the only alternative for them. <laughs> Quote, frankly, I think that the ideal weapon will be a pistol, he said, but due to the licensing requirements in the state, we're going to have a hard enough time getting homeless people shotguns as it is. Getting them pistols is probably next to impossible. <laughs> The pistols need to be registered. People have to have addresses. Oh, darn it. Which is great because shotguns apparently don't. 
my <laughs> no, they don't. It says right here, open carrying a long gun is completely illegal, Ellison said, whereas like, carrying a concealed pistol is illegal without a permit. So he thought that like, pump-action shotguns were a suitable wow. alternative to a pistol. Uh, oh, go ahead. The man has sound logic. What are you saying? So <laughs> where, where, what is his reasoning for how this would reduce crime? Uh, because he wants home people to defend themselves. So he's just he's murders. just trying to prevent crimes against homeless people. Which hey, I'm down for that. I mean that's fine, but that's that's like you're just trying to defend, defend one type of crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says right here, Ellison is running on a platform of civil rights, abolishing a number of federal agencies such as the Transportation Agency, Security Administration, and the Drug and Forfeit Administration, and curbing U.S. military actions abroad. He's a former soldier who served in Iraq. So hey, I'm down with some of these plans. I definitely want to curb our military uh, uh, actions, and I, I definitely like civil rights. But I don't know if shotguns are the best way to support civil rights. Yes. And I don't know if... I mean, hey, homeless people should be protected, for sure. First of all, we shouldn't have homeless people. Mm-hmm. But no, second no. of all, I don't know if homeless crime is the biggest problem we have as far as uh, criminal justice in America right now. And if that's what we need to be focusing on. <laughs> Dude, this this article gets so much better. It says right here, those homeless people who do not wish to car- have a shotgun will not be forced to carry one, the candidate said. Ooh. <laughs> quote, the first thing we're going to do is ask them if they, if they think that this is something that would benefit them, he said. <laughs> we're certainly not trying to force anything on anybody. Under the proposal, the new shotgun owners will also receive ammunition, but as long as they use it to defend themselves rather than to shooting cans in someone's private property, quote. Ellison di- dismissed any criticism that, uh, that giving shotguns to people at risk might be dangerous. Quote, well, are you worried about the police being armed with military weapons, he asked? I am. The world we live in is a scary world, and where the police... He used to dress in short sleeve shirts and carry a revolver, now have long rifles with scopes and bulletproof vests and armored vehicles. And quite frankly, that scares me much more than the homeless person trying to defend themselves with a shotgun. Hey, I'm voting for this guy. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% on board with that. And also, <laughs> um, I'm back on I'm back on board with him because the more homeless people who have shotguns, the quicker they can join our side whenever the revolution breaks. <laughs> that is true. That <laughs> is definitely they true. Just be, they will be armed and ready to be on our side. So question, if I'm not homeless, can I still get a shotgun? You gotta become homeless. I mean, you can just get one on your own volition. You don't have to. I mean, true, but I don't want to go through all the steps of registering. Apparently, there aren't that many. There's not many, really. Apparently, it's not that hard. He's already doing it. You ever been to a gun show in America? Uh, I haven't. You yeah, walk you in shouldn't. It. It's not a great yeah, place. You, you probably should definitely go, but like, thank you. We could walk in there and get a gun in like an hour. It wouldn't take that long. Yeah. Nice. You could probably go in with a, with a get. You could buy as many guns as you want in about ten minutes. Also, do they have like a ration of bullets? Like they get like a few every week? Or hey, these are the kind of details we need to know about. Yeah, and then they're like stockpile them, and some like deal to other people mm-hmm. on how to get the, the shotgun. Oh, it'd be like the, it'd be like currency. Be like, yeah. oh man, I, I'll give you five rounds for that it'd sandwich. Be like cigarettes and hand jobs, yeah. another form of currency. <laughs> You say Fallout, but instead of bottle, bottle caps, it's just bullets, which that's not really how it should be, right? Like oh, we, yeah. we would be dealing in bullets mostly. That's I true. think. I think in the Metro games, that's what you use as currency is bullets to buy stuff. So yeah, that was that's pretty. That's a good idea. Yeah, I like it. That's what it's going to come to. Stay on our, <laughs> our current track. It's true. It's like when I played that game uh, Pathologic. You can trade anything for anything in that game. So at one point, I had to trade my gun for bread so I could stay alive, which is pretty interesting. What a, what a, yeah. what a telling analogy. <laughs> Another time, I traded medicine for a bullet so I could kill a person. <laughs> So you traded the opposite of medicine. You traded to get the opposite of medicine. Here, you can help someone with this. i got to go murder someone real quick. <laughs> to be fair, that guy had to die. He had to go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, home people with guns, great idea. 
they'll definitely be able to defend us uh, or defend themselves against the depredations of the capital estate. I just, for the for listeners at home, my co-hosts are, are goofing off right now, as they're wont to do sometimes. Normally, only one of his co-hosts is <laughs> is jerking off. I mean, <laughs> joking around. That's what I meant to say. But now it's both of them. Yes. It's very telling of what you want to do on this show. <laughs> During the show, sure. During the show. When I take my headphones off and I can't hear him anymore, it's just <laughs> serene. <laughs> I think I thought sometimes you let me just like talk to oh, myself. Oh, there are days where I'm like taking the headphones the off and I've got in my car and I like, went to go get some food and like, came back and he never noticed I was gone. <laughs> no, I just yeah. keep talking. What do you want me to do, you know? Yeah. I, I, someone's got to keep this show rolling. Yeah, someone's got to yeah. do the research on the topics. really talks down to me all the time. You <laughs> <laughs> wonder. Oh, man. Oh. But, uh, so, I, you know what? We've said we've, uh, we've been criticized by Charles Barkley for our movie tent chat. But I want to yes. talk about movies real quick. Okay. We watched two movies recently. We watched uh, Widows and Mission Impossible Fallout. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Widows? Great movie. Yeah. Compelling plot. Great cast. Mm-hmm. Came out of nowhere. Smacked me around. It was great. Mm-hmm. Mission Impossible Fallout. I saw it in theaters that came out. It's also great. I love it. Better than Rogue Nation. Better than Rogue Nation. Not sure if I like that more than Ghost Protocol, though. Which I think it's still my favorite. It's like it's close between those two, yeah. Yeah. Well, you, only watch, you didn't watch Widows, did you? Yeah, I had no idea what that is. It's a good movie. Check it out. What's that about? This is about these widows. Oh. <laughs> uh, it's, it's about a group of criminals who get killed on a job, and their widows have to take up their, their, their last, like the plan for their last job to uh, pay off their debts, essentially. Yeah, oh. the, the, the men that die leave a bunch of debt that their women have to pay for. So. Wow, this sounds like a really dark uh, Ocean's Eleven. It kind of is. Yeah, I can see of, that. I can see that. It's way more about yeah, the planning like, of the heist. Yeah, and there's some like political intrigue in the background, mm-hmm. and some like betrayals. Great cast. Fantastic layer. I know you love layers. Oh, I do love layers. It's layers. There are a lot of layers in it, yeah. Yeah. We also went and saw Happy Death Day to You. Which was which great. Great sequel to a great movie. I mean, yeah. very surprising. Oh, and we also watched a Netflix show called Russian Doll. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, if you make a show called Russian Doll, you'd think it's about Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting to use that For one. For the huh? listeners? No, no, no. For the listeners, I've said that joke about eight times. <laughs> Once every episode, at least. This morning. <laughs> So this is your audition for Positive America, huh? You trying to go join the John podcast? Hey, I mean, no offense, but I think they make more money over there. <laughs> and I gotta pay rent. So, but what, but what, what would you give up in the process to, to, to join the Johns and the Toms? What would I give up? Mm-hmm. Nothing. <laughs> I would literally, I wouldn't even go to, I wouldn't even go to New York. I would uh-huh. be like, you have to, you have to let me Skype in. Okay. Like, I'm not gonna go anywhere for you. But they, honestly, they need somebody like me because they need somebody who's funny. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have that. That is true. They laugh mm. a lot of things that aren't funny on that show. Yeah. Because no one there knows what humor is, really. Yeah. Uh, but I did want to speak real quick on the topic of never apologizing. We okay. talked about this before. Yes. It's my one rule. And the thing that we... See, this, this has been your rule for years. As long as yes. I've known Seth, is he never apologizes for nope. anything. Nope. Um, and I just wanted to, to give a shout out to friend of the show, person we support, uh, Ilhan Omar, who... Uh, was once again under attack because during a congressional uh, hearing, because uh, she's part of the Foreign Relations Committee, she was questioning this guy, Elliot Abrams. You know about this, Marcus? You probably yeah, have no yeah. clue. I actually, oh, you I actually did see this. So you've seen this fucking skeletal-looking motherfucker, this, like, ghoul uh, that she's questioning, right? So yeah. you saw what she did to him? 
And so people are mad saying, no, actually, Elliot Abrams is a great public servant. He's, he's always helped America and, and, and a champion of human rights and, uh, and freedom. Uh, now, of course, this man was responsible for multiple massacres in South America and covered up all kinds of terrible stuff we funded guerrilla groups to do. Uh, there was a, it's just, there was a bloodbath down there in the 80s when he was in charge. And so she, in a very rare moment of American history, we actually saw someone call one of these motherfuckers on their, on what they did. It's so rare to see this happen. I mean, like, it hasn't been, like, since, I don't know, like, Paul Wellstone or some shit that someone actually said to a foreign relations guy, why did you let this massacre happen? Why did you, why did you let people get killed? And so she did that. And then now, again, like, she got jumped on for criticizing APAC. She's been jumped on again for criticizing uh, Elliot Abrams. And they even said, they even said the reason she did it is because he, he's from a Jewish family. They're like, oh, you must not, you must not, because he's a Jew. That's what it is. It's like, wow. Because they're trying to make yeah. her to be, to be anti-Semitic. Yeah, she literally says some not anti-Semitic stuff. And then they just, they feel like they can just call her anti-Semitic and it makes her that. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I've... I still, after all the stuff I've read about Ilhan Omar, I never have, un- I don't understand the stance that she's anti-Semitic from these people at all. Yeah. I mean, all she said was that APAC, which literally stands for American-Israeli Political Action Committee, all that, she said they give money to politicians to be pro-Israel. Is that a crazy thing to think? They're literally a PAC. That's what PACs do. Yeah. Well, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For all you pedants out there, I know that APAC is not a PAC. They connect politicians to PACs. Fuck you. It's the same <laughs> yeah. thing. They're a middleman, which is worse. Right, yeah. It's not really that different. So, she gets criticized on that, obviously, and they force her to apologize, but she's not apologizing on Elliot Abrams, which is good, because that man's a monster. And we're putting him in charge of what's happening in Venezuela, which is, uh, we are just gonna fucking, we don't, I guess we just don't care. America's just gonna do whatever we want yeah. to, to the poor Venezuelans and not give a shit. But yeah, so, uh, never apologize for anything, mm-hmm. uh, because whatever you say will never be enough. People will not accept it. Because they don't care. They have an agenda, right? And the agenda is to silence you in whatever yep. way. So, Marcus, do you ever apologize? I apologize sometimes. Uh-huh. You know, when I when I personally feel like I've done something wrong, yeah, I'll apologize. Mm-hmm. Mm. Outside of that, no. Mm. Okay, okay. Cool. <clears throat> so what I do is... If I'm ever wrong, I twist the facts until I'm right until again. I'm right. Uh, oh, okay. All I right. never admit that I'm wrong. Exactly. I like this policy. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and then what I also do is I accuse them of being wrong, and I twist their fa- their words around until they're wrong. Oh. Yes. And then eventually they stop talking to me, and then I win. Ah. That's how you win a conversation. So when did you guys become lawyers? <laughs> I'm, um, I'm man, curious. That would be a much better use of our time. Oh, it would. Well, maybe not anymore, since I heard that the, there's too many lawyers and not enough lawyer jobs out there. Wow. Like, hell, you go on watch the fucking no- local news down here. How many fucking lawyer commercials do you see? Only one. Jamie Casino. <laughs> Jamie Casino. <laughs> the, the man with a plan. No, nah, man, you got Mike Hostelo out Ken there. Ken Nugent. Ken Nugent. You got yes. the, what's Harry Brown, the heavy hitter. Yes, man, people oh, man. who are listening to this don't understand mm. anything that is being said. They don't know. They have no clue <laughs> who any of these people are. Uh, so yeah, it's just like lawyers are everywhere. They're fucking the ambulance chasers, especially. You're just like taking over the goddamn okay. streets. I always thought it was funny that you see like billboards for like, did you get in an accident? And they give like a long number. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're trying to read that number while you're driving, you're gonna get in an accident. <laughs> Dude, that's the goal. Yeah, <laughs> get you in an accident. The, the number's right there. You've already seen it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now that you're not moving, you can definitely get that number and call them right then. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It was my fault. Yeah, before you call the police. <laughs> I slammed right into the side of the school bus, and I need your yeah, help to no, defend me. All the children are dead. <laughs> all of them are dead. Yes. <laughs> you ever thought about how crazy it is that school buses don't have seatbelts? It is kind of wild. Seems like they should probably have seatbelts, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess they don't go that fast. True. Yeah, but like if you still, if you like, if you somebody like, if you like hit one in the back and it like spins around, there's gonna be a lot of people just yeah, knocking up around in that thing and just getting a lot of skull damage. Yeah. Or if AT Miller hits you or something, take, takes out one of those buses, it'd be yeah. bad. Train hits it like it did a couple weeks ago. Oh. When the train just like tear it in half, just basically, yeah. That's what, actually, I said they said, I think they said no one was injured on that one because it was just barely on the tracks. Yeah. And it like hit the front, but still, not good. Getting hit by a train? Wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, getting hit by a train. How many trains have you been hit by? Zero, because I don't recommend it. Good good job, sir. (laughs) Stayed safe (laughs) on that front. Oh, I just wanted to talk about, so we're all millennials here on the Millennials Podcast. We've all had to deal with our fair share of uh, uh, employer uh, type stuff, like, right, with uh, being, working in a job, having shitty bosses. Having a job, yes. Yeah, (laughs) got it. So do y'all know who Senator Amy Klobuchar is? Isn't she the one who's like about to run for president? Yes, she's okay. running for president right now. I do yes. not know who You don't know who she is. So she's this white lady who is running for president. And some stories came out about two weeks ago about her treatment of her interns and employees. And apparently she was like an abusive boss who would like... At one point she hurled like a 15-pound binder at an intern's head and just like smashed a hole in the wall. Yeah. And she, she made an intern shave her legs... One time. Not her legs. She made the intern shave her own legs. Because they said that they were too hairy. Yeah, I don't think that's any better. It's not better, no. It's like probably actually worse in a way. And so that's pretty fucked up. The people who are fans of the show, um, Veep, people are comparing her to Selena Meyer. And that she's just like foul mouth and treats everyone badly. Except she actually physically abuses people, which is worse. Yeah. And even at one point they said that, or not at one point, when her staffers would leave to go to other jobs, she would call that new job to get their offer rescinded to keep them from leaving or from just like leaving them jobless, essentially. Wow. She would like call to give a, a non-recommendation for them. Wow. What's, what's her platform she's running on? What's, what's her main thing? Liberalism. Just I mean, basically. That's like her main, like, you know, Trump was like, I'm building a wall. Uh-huh. You know, like, what's her thing? She That's a like good a question. Thing? So I think you should probably ask Amy Klobuchar why she's running for president because she can't seem to tell us. Yeah. What is, what is the current slate people who are going to be running for president? Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, so we got, got Kamala Harris, Amy yes. Klobuchar. We've got Cory Booker. Cory Booker. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got... Which that's just going to be a disaster. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Mm-hmm. Um, Elizabeth Warren. Beto has not announced... Probably not going to at this point. Yeah. Okay. Joe Biden's still a maybe. Bernie wow. Sanders is still a probably. Bernie Sanders, yes. Um, Sherrod Brown has has said possibly he might. Uh, I think Deval Patrick was up at one point. So there's there's names out there. Yeah. Uh, also, Andy Klobuchar is the one who when they presented her with a chicken, a fried chicken drumstick. She started to eat it with a fork until she looked around and saw everyone else using her fingers. And then she asked a person, "Should she eat it with her hands?" And they said yes. And so then she decided to eat it with her hands. Oh, so she's completely disconnected. No yeah. idea. Wow. I once had a manager who ate a rack of ribs with a fork and knife. Oh my god, he's an insane <laughs> and person. I almost killed myself right there. <laughs> that is the most deranged thing I've ever heard someone yes. do. See, have you you guys definitely seen um what was it called? Get out? Yeah. Yes, okay, when when I saw the chick eating the cereal and the milk separately, I yes. thought that was a weird thing. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> 
I guess it's just a sign that you're not around the the common people, I guess. Mm. That you don't know how to eat certain foods. Mm-hmm. That's true. But to be fair, I did. I used to have a roommate um, who's just a, just a weird example of humanity. Um, and he did the same thing. He would, he had, he would put milk and one cereal in the other because it kept the cereal, um, dry for him. He likes it when it's dry. So he would just uh, do both. Okay. Oh, dry, huh? Yes. That's a good, that's you a might dry. know which one I'm talking about. I think I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah. How have you never like even been to a KFC in yeah. your life? Like she's like, she has to be like what? 40 something years old. Yeah. She's never even had KFC before. So it's like, she's never seen a car. She's never seen a movie where someone was eating. How it. is that possible? Yeah. I'm telling people, these people are not human. They are not human. They are not like us. They are like basically aliens from other planets mm. who are ruling over us and have no clue how people actually operate at all. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like when Hillary Clinton in the last episode cycle walked into a woman's house and saw that there was a plant in the sink that she was watering. And look at her face is just like, just like stunned. She can't believe that someone has put a plant in the sink to water it. Yeah. And. Uh, dude, it's so fucking funny that they have no clue how people actually live. And their proposals are just as insane, you know, for, like, how are we supposed to spend our money and shit? Like, do you not know that people, like, oh, we want affordable insurance. They can't afford it now. <laughs> you can't afford a thousand bucks a month? Come yeah. on, what's we wrong with you? Affordable insurance. We, want it, we want it to be so affordable that it's free. Right, yeah. That's all we want. It's like, we can't afford, I mean, it's not even that. Like, sure, you can make, maybe, maybe you can make your, pre, your, your payment every month. But then you get an actual fucking like bill, and it's like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, it's like insurance. Insurance. Really cover that much, honestly. So you're not really gonna be able to help. They have no clue how people actually like spend their money. And I don't know, man. I keep seeing they're trying to be relatable to us. They try, they try to like be relatable. Like, do you see what Kamala Harris did recently? She did oh, two right, things. How that interesting. She's a time traveler. Yeah. Yes. Oh, did you see this, Marcus? No, oh my gosh. She went on The Breakfast Club, the uh, the radio show. Uh, I think it's in New York, isn't it? Or is it LA? Yeah, it's like they have like a lot of like, hip-hop like rappers and stuff on. Yeah. And they say, asked her if she'd ever smoked weed before. And she said, yes, did in college. And they asked her, what was on the radio while you were smoking weed? And she said, oh, you know, uh, like Tupac and Snoop. She went to college in 84. Yes. Uh, oh, Other wow. Than ever oh, put out a song. <laughs> <laughs> no, or even really close. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what somebody said on the internet to Defender? They were like, uh, fun fact, maybe you didn't know this, but uh, many rappers, before they made it big, used to sell uh, tapes out of the back of their cars, and they called them mixtapes. Yes. I'm like, yes, I'm sure that fucking Tupac was selling mixtapes in 84, yeah, once and again. she happened to get one. And once again, they asked what was on the radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, those two men were... Devastatingly young in '84. Right. Yeah. They were very, very young men because they died. Over, Tupac, Tupac died when he was like 27, 28 yeah. or so. He would have been like 12. And Soup was the same age, the same age as him, so he would have mm-hmm. been like 12, 13, and living in Baltimore. Right. Yeah. So I mean, and the fact is, sure, maybe okay, you can make a mistake. I get that. But you, if you listen to music of your time, and you well, okay, if you knew the actual music that they're asking you about, you would be able to say it. But she doesn't. She doesn't know it because she was never yeah, like us. She was just trying to be like really relatable, but yeah, you know, didn't try to fact check herself at all. Also, dude, brilliant, brilliant thing on her part is she's hired Hillary Clinton's old campaign staff to help her. How is that brilliant though? They failed. Exactly. <laughs> Why would they ever get work again? How would you ever get a job in D.C. after yeah. that campaign? After you lose to Donald Trump in an election, I don't think you deserve a job anymore. 
And the and the campaign any job <laughs> any job. I think the, the press guy from Hillary Clinton's campaign that works for her, and there's a picture of Kamala Harris just eating like I don't know what it is like barbecue, and she's putting Texas Pete on it because you know hot sauce is a thing. And this and the guy like he he took the picture and he cc'd fucking Texas Pete's Twitter account on it, and it's just like what what are you doing right now? Who gives a shit? Hey, advertising man. Oh, yeah, gotta engage those yeah. brands, baby. And they're trying to make her, once again, more relatable and more, you know, traditional or something. Mm-hmm. I watched that fucking, what was, what was it, Kamala for Wakanda thing? What, yes. who, who, what like, show was that on? Whoa. It was on Colbert. Colbert. It was, it was had, a comedy skit she did for Colbert. Yes. But she did not play it comedically. She had no charisma in her voice at all. Mm-hmm. The jokes were really bad. The, the audience literally did not laugh at the bit at all. I, I have to find this on YouTube. We'll show it to you in a minute. It's cow. really bad. It's like, she's like, she's like, she's like, wants to be the senator from Wakanda, which makes like no the, sense. Yeah, like the liaison or something. Mm-hmm. Some weird shit. But she delivers it in this completely flat, yeah, Completely affect. monotone. Like, literally like she is reading it off with no affection at all. <laughs> no humor at, at all. No energy. And, she, and there's one point where she takes this weird pause in a sentence. Like, you're reading it off a teleprompter. You're yeah, not even memorizing just lines. waiting for it to come back up. And so, dude, Kamala Harris is got... Dude, she's the front runner right now. She's got most of the fucking energy behind her. The, the establishment has kind of picked her. And I'm sad to report that one of my favorite representatives in Congress, Barbara Lee, even endorsed her. Mm. Do y'all know Barbara Lee? No. Do y'all it's know very, why she's the greatest congresswoman? Basic name, but yes, I have no idea. She is the only person, the only person in Congress who voted against the authorization of the use of military force in 2002. Oh, yeah. The only person to vote against going to Afghanistan and Iraq. Wow. Only congressperson that can say that. Wow. And she's still around. She's a left, progressive California congresswoman, but she endorsed Kamala Harris, and it hurts me. It hurts me. <laughs> yeah. Ah, but she got to play the game sometimes, I guess, you know? Yep. But, uh, so yeah, people who are running this thing, they all crazy. They're not like mm. us yeah. at all. See, this kind of explains that weird thing where people say, oh yeah, all the politicians are lizards. Because <laughs> yeah. they don't, <laughs> it's true. that's not what human do. No, it's not. And it's part of the reason why people, why, why politicians like Bernie Sanders and Ocasio-Cortez are so relatable because they act like real people. They know what real people are like. Yeah. <laughs> they, can, they can, like, relate to you. Like, that picture that people used to post of Bernie Sanders, like, when he was a bum back in Vermont, like, yeah, that's most people yeah. our age were bums at some point. He's, like, stealing electricity from his neighbor. Great for him! Yeah. yeah. We should him at, like, a wrestling show, like, front row with his, like, wife and everything. It's, like, great. <laughs> like, and he was, like, 20 or something. And it's, like, really cool. And they released that video of him uh, in Soviet Russia when he went on his honeymoon. And they're all shirtless around the table singing, This Land is Our Land or whatever. And they're like, look at this fucking communist. Right, we can do that right now. We're already shirtless. <laughs> we could. This is yeah, shirtless. by the way, we are, like, we, this is not a joke we're doing, we are actually all shirtless right <laughs> we now, we're doing shirtless, shirtless. podcasts. <laughs> You're welcome, internet. Yes. Yeah. Every time Mark is on, we'll do shirtless podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other video they released of Bernie Sanders I thought was so hilarious was, like, he's, he's like, saying, when I was a, when I, I'm not going to try to do his accent because it's too, it's too ridiculous. He's like, when I was a kid, they used to say that black people smelled or whatever, and he's like, but it's not true, like, that's racist. Yeah. And they're like, look at Bernie Sanders repeating these racist things. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. He says it right there. These were racist myths. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this makes him look bad. Yeah. And that brings up the whole, like, this weird policing we're doing now. Something we talked about the other day is this this uh, young adult author who put out, I can't remember, the book was called, like, Reign of 
something. Something was, with bones or, yeah. or yeah, something, I think it was bones. It wasn't something. like, the title was like not very specific. But so the, it, was, it was slated to be released in like three months. And mm. then they put the testers out to like uh, young adult critics and everything. And it came back like scathing. People were like, this book is like super racist. We don't like it. You know, you really need to revise this stuff because it's very offensive. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, oh damn, this is probably fucked up. But in reality, the whole thing was there's a character in the book. The, the One part of the book is that there is slavery and it's like mm-hmm. kind of like magic based. And there are characters in the book who are the slave owners who say like really racist shit because they are slave owners. Mm-hmm. People are like, no, this is like, this is dangerous. This is racist. We don't like this at all. <laughs> Even though they're literally, she's literally trying to pick them that way because they're bad. Yeah. Like the villains of the book are slavers and like this book is racist. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. What is this? What are you talking about? Oh, a slave dies at one point? But it's not like a good thing. The book's all saying that's great. They're not like endorsing it. Yeah. And then what? in sad news, she actually pulled the book. She's like, yeah, I'm going to go and do some revisions or whatever. But in good news, her publisher has said they are not going to, they are going to publish the book and th- the other two books they've ordered from her as well. well. The funny thing is you look at it and the whole controversy started with this one person on Twitter who like said this random shit. Uh, and oh, the book is racist, and people start just like tweeting it and believing it out of for no reason. And they posted the passage, and you're like, "This isn't, this is, this is evil. This is like watching a villain kill someone in a movie." Are we, are we saying movies can't have murder because murder is bad? Is that what we're saying now? Yeah, I don't get it, man. <laughs> this like, I, I was always one of those people who who uh, uh, didn't go along with the whole SJW thing. But sometimes it does edge a little bit close to being like, come on, people. Are we really yeah. going to say this can't be said? Was being critical of it. Yeah. And it's it's funny because I just lost my train of thought. I literally did. <laughs> I'll tell you I what did. it reminds me, me of. That dumb fucking Vice article of The Great Gatsby. Oh, yes. Saying, oh, the characters in The Great Gatsby are racist. Yeah, they're not good people. Yeah, they're literally just rich assholes who <laughs> don't want to are kind of the same way. They're disconnected from the rest of society. They live in these these two villages that don't actually have to communicate with anybody else and just get to live in their own little bubble. Yeah. And yeah, they're bad. That's the point. Yes. It's like there's one point where a guy said he's like he like he's like, dude, we have to get along because we're both white. And they're like, that's racist. And it's like, Well yeah, he's not the hero of the book. Yeah. It's not a, he's a he's the villain. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Okay. So the whole thing with this young adult um, author is I discovered something. I was, I was reading through like tweets about it and comments about it, and one thing I read that was that like it was from another young adult author who was like, "Yeah, one of the problems is that young adult young adult literature Twitter, which is this, we're getting really deep into the twitters, really is are. one of the most toxic places in the world, mm-hmm. and they just all try to like fuck each other over." And the weird thing is, I've realized that about every Twitter there is, like traditional games Twitter, there's like sports Twitter, there's every type, every like little Twitter subgroup apparently is just the most toxic place to be. Maybe, <laughs> maybe people are just toxic and yeah. that's a problem. That might be, yeah, I think you're onto something there. <laughs> yeah, I think people are just kind of bad. Maybe so, you know, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, Twitter is, Twitter's fun for me because I just use it to own people constantly. That's what I do. <laughs> that's my entire existence on Twitter. Uh, but if you're trying to have like a serious discussion or like discourse, like nah, it's like it's not good for it. Uh, it's just like post memes and shit and, and tell people to fuck off when they say dumb stuff. I mean, uh, uh, just call like say they look ugly or whatever in their picture and move on. <laughs> Got them exactly. <laughs> if they block you. You won. <laughs> you have won the exchange. I may not be on Twitter, but I am on Reddit. You're on Reddit. I make memes and other things. We gotta get you on Twitter, man. I guess, maybe. Wait, you use Reddit? Yeah, I use Reddit. Like what? You make memes? Sometimes. What Reddits? Um, 
Mostly just like other like YouTuber reddits and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Have you heard of a MXR? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I follow his... <laughs> I'll follow his Reddit. It's pretty great. Okay. Yeah. There's some, there's some good meme Reddits out there. Oh, yeah. So, y'all, I want to talk about another event that's happened this week that, that has been insane. And it is about um, an opioid company. Uh, let's see here. It is called Incest Therapeutics, I suppose. Where they found, as part of an ongoing trial, a video they had made to promote one of their fentanyl sprays. You know fentanyl, Marcus? No. It's a very, very, very powerful uh, painkiller. Uh, so much so that it has killed a lot of people. Oh, shit. Of overdosing on it. It is it's some dangerous very shit. It's addictive, and it's, uh, it's really bad. Yeah, like, in its, in, its, in its liquid form, the vapor off of it can knock your ass unconscious, and it can kill you. It's dangerous as fuck. Um, so they are promoting a, a fentanyl spray, which will be administered to the nose, you know, to, to, to like, stop pain. Um, and to promote it, they made a rap video where they rapped and danced around another person dressed in a, a model of the fucking fentanyl spray. Yes. To give this to doctors. Because they want they wanted doctors to buy more of it mm-hmm. and push and they want not only that, that alone is bad. Mm-hmm. But the problem the really big problem is that they want because the way pharmaceuticals work is when you sell them, that means you want doctors to push them on people, whether the person needs them or not. Mm-hmm. So the person comes in with some kind of pain that maybe doesn't even require fentanyl, the doctor would be more um, persuaded to put them on fentanyl even though they didn't need it. Yeah. Which is a which is a much bigger problem with this whole thing. Because doctors get kickbacks for each sale. Yes. Like they literally get fucking kickbacks. And in America we're one of we're one of like three countries on the face of the planet where it is illegal to, where it is legal to advertise prescription medicine. Yeah. Nowhere else does that. Yeah, because it's insane. Yeah, <laughs> why would you ever let people do that? Like, why would you ever let, like, regular people who have no medical training or experience go to their doctor and say, can you give me this, you know, this thing I heard about on TV? What? Yeah. It's insane. It's like, growing up, you don't really realize it's fucked up, but then you think about it, it's, like, really, really weird. Like, over-the-counter stuff, sure. Mm-hmm. Never has all you want. But, like, anything that is prescription, that should be something you take more heavily as a decision. It says right here that the company is charged with scheming to pay doctors bribes and kickbacks in exchange for prescriptions of the opioid meant for cancer patients with severe pain. Um, they denied all wrongdoing. And the video is titled, uh, Great by Choice. And it was shown during a national sales meeting in 2015 to encourage employees to talk to doctors into prescribing higher doses of fentanyl. So you'll need more, which is more expensive, of course. In it, suit-clad reps wrap to the tune of a song by artist ASAP Rocky about titration, the process of increasing the strength of a patient's prescription until it reaches the adequate level. Okay? Oh, here's... Oh, my God, guys. We got some lyrics. Y'all ready for this? Oh, yeah. oh yes. I'm ready for this. Wait, wait. Try cars. to rap it. I know. I'm not going to... Oh, come I on. love titration. Yeah, that's not a problem. I got new patients, and I got a lot of them, they say. Build relationships that are healthy. Got more docs and Janelle's got selfies. <laughs> What? What That's is it. This? What is this world we're living in? That's oh, it right man. there. It says right here, at, at one point, the person dressed up as the bottle of fentanyl spray takes off his costume to reveal the then-vice president of sales, Alex Berkeloff. Berkeloff. Oh, Alex Berkeloff, super recognizable face. <laughs> nice, just, nice. Just from the, the suit. Gets better. Berkeloff pleaded guilty in November to racketeering conspiracy and has been to testify against Kapoor. What? <laughs> Racketeering is a hell of a charge. Oh my god, y'all, there's more. There's more. What we built here can't be debated. Shout to Kapoor for what he created. 
the competition just making noise. We're making history by, because we're great by choice. We're great by choice. Oh, man. Um, it says right here, the video is the latest eyebrow-raising piece of evidence in this trial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I would raise, for sure. Yeah. My eyebrow. <laughs> not a, a hand containing a gun to shoot these people. Um, I mean, what more do you want from this? <laughs> I feel like this is I feel like this is the hip hop music that Kamala Harris was listening to. She's oh. smoking weed. <laughs> she is a time traveler. Like she's like, this is what I need. Oh, okay. The last little bit here is incredible. It says Babbage told jurors that NCIS took, took looked for sales reps who were poor, hungry, and driven, or what they called PhDs. Wow. Oh my God. Insys also oh. recruited employees who were easy on the eyes, Babbage told jurors. Quote, no physician wanted a quote unquote attractive person to walk in their door, he said. Oh, I miss when PhD stood for pretty huge dick. <laughs> Piled higher and deeper. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. So that's where we're at in in uh, an American culture. Is our American like our corporate culture is they're dancing around bottles of fentanyl spray to sell them to, to physicians, yes. nice. which will then, then in turn push some of people who don't actually need them. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Marcus, what's your take on the opioid e- epidemic? I have no idea. <laughs> it's bad. So you don't know that thousands of people were dying every I mean, month from overdoses to opioids? I mean, I didn't know that, mm-hmm. but holy cow. Yeah. And like, from, from what it sounds like, it's not getting better anytime soon. No. The guys who made, yeah. uh, what is it? Is it not Vicodin? What's the other one that's so popular? Hydrocodone. Oxycontin. They got fucking pulled over racketeering charges. They did the exact same thing. Bribing doctors to prescribe it in higher doses. People that didn't need it. So now you got an addicted population who are on this drug that's killing, literally killing people because they're turning to fentanyl to do it, and yeah. fentanyl fucking kills you. Mm. And I mean, what else is there? What are you going to do about it? The federal government's not doing shit about it, really. State government's not helping either. Yeah. They got this. They got a, a drug called Narcan, which can be uh, uh, administered in a spray like this kind of was, which can save a person from a fentanyl overdose. It, it can shut it down immediately and save your life. And so, literally now, in some places. Cops, EMTs, and even firefighters are, be, are carrying cans of Narcan in case they come across a person that is oh. overdosing. I thought you were going to say that now they, they sell that with fentanyl and it costs <laughs> twice, twice as much as fentanyl. Oh, okay. oh my God, dude. Don't give them the ideas for further business models. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, man. And like, uh, uh, I don't know what, uh, dude. And cops are super paranoid about fentanyl. They're shooting people now because they're afraid they might have fentanyl on them in liquid form. They're going to splash in their faces and kill them and shit. So they're just like murdering people from like uh, just straight up like anybody that has drugs. Wow. Oh my god. Yeah, I saw recently. I think I think it was Chicago's place. It was one of the bigger cities. Their police department had to have a. They they're like we have to be stricter about not killing people who are asleep or unconscious. What? Because apparently that they they had done that so many times that even the pol- even the, the head of the police decided it was a problem. <laughs> they had killed people who were completely defenseless, <laughs> unarmed, and not even conscious. <laughs> Yeah, and it is apparently that's just where we're at. Posing no threat whatsoever. Yeah. They just, you know, shot them because they're laying there. Like, wasn't it a couple of years ago they shot that UGA student because he had like a multi-tool in his hands? Yeah. And his intention was to commit suicide by a cop, as I recall. Yeah. But like, you gotta shoot a guy for having a multi-tool in his hands? Like, are you that scared? I mean, we, we've all seen Surviving Aged Weapons, so we know how paranoid cops are yes, about knives. Of course. Mm-hmm. 
But, I mean, come on, guys. A man with a knife is worth a man. One, ten men with guns. You ever seen that video, Marcus? I did not see that video. You ever seen the six-foot rule? No. Where they say that if a man is within six feet of you with a knife, he can still stab you before you shoot him? Yeah, there's this crazy idea that if he's six feet away, he can get you before the are, gun are gets Are they thinking him. about the, the characters in Call of Duty? <laughs> then what the heck? Yeah. There's a video from a, 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 a from a thing called Surviving Edge Weapons, which was made in the 80s, about how to survive being stabbed. And... One of the things that is said in the video, I'm not even shitting you, is this white cop saying, I ain't dying in no ghetto. And at one point, they show a man who's like, this is like martial arts master, I guess. That's his, that's what he's framed as. And a cop is pointing a gun at him and it's within six feet and he fires three times and misses. And then they stab with a man with a knife. Yeah. And like, see how he dodges and he moves from side to side? Every individual bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Pivot, this is your stab. average American citizen. Strafe, people. strafe, strafe, stab. It's like it's like the Matrix, you know. Yeah. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah, like the guy, like even if that, even if even if this man can actually dodge all your bullets, you could just aim low right. in the center of gravity. You don't. The six foot rule is so stupid. I'm, dude, I'm going to say right now. I'm going to make a declaration right now. There is no fucking person on the face of this goddamn earth. Who could do that? Yeah. I don't care if you're the best trained CIA motherfucker to ever have lived. You cannot take down the fattest, um, slowest cop in the world. Unless the person with the gun is just very dumb. Maybe, I guess. <laughs> Maybe the gun's on safety. They don't have time to get it off. Maybe that's the gun's the not loaded. They're asleep. They're in yeah. the car. They don't <laughs> yeah. see it coming. I don't get it. Like, no. It's um, dumb as fuck, dude. They don't have a gun. You know, you just think they do. That's one of the best ways to win that fight. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh. So, yeah. The six-foot rule. Cops are crazy. It's got this stuff with, like... People conceal razor blades in their sneakers, and it shows a guy like they got him on the ground. He's got, he's got his hands on his head. And he reaches down and pulls a little razor blade out of his out of, out of his fucking sneaker and cuts a, like a, a cop's like cardioid artery or some oh, shit yeah. from yeah. six feet away, right? No, no, yeah, this yeah. is close up. <laughs> but like, yeah, sure. I'm sure people just keep razor blades all over their body. Yeah, because that's something that can't ever go wrong. <clears throat> no. Like, like knives be concealed in all kinds of places. Like a guy pulls one out of his belt somehow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like behind his belt. I actually have one in my belt right now. <laughs> okay. That's, that was not a knife. <laughs> no, that's your dick. Actually, where is Put that away, okay. Marcus. <laughs> yeah. He's still standing from six feet away. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, basically that video just, it, it makes a man with a knife sound like the most dangerous thing you could ever be around, even if you yourself are armed to the gill. Yeah. <laughs> But if you think about it, it explains why cops are the way they are. They're so paranoid about anything. They've been taught. They're, they're, they've been taught basically what we teach soldiers in foreign countries is that yes. you are in hostile territory. But they view the place they live as the hostile territory. Yeah. And they that's that mindset is very hard to overcome. Yeah, but they still seem to view it as a more hostile environment when there's a black person doing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Thing. Definitely. Because all the videos take place in the ghetto. It's That's all like, we're going to get killed in the ghetto videos. somewhere. It's one of the subliminal things they do to people. It's, dude. And they it's, make, you, make you turn racist over time. I think a lot of cops start off pretty racist, That's true. but yeah. That's not, that's not wrong. The, the culture does not help. Let's put it yeah, that way. The culture does not what help. What I know about cops, the uh, uh, they, don't, they don't do a lot to combat racism among their ranks. What's that uh, line from uh, Fuck the Police about uh, how the black cop will also slam you down to the pavement to show mm. off the white dude? Yeah. Dude, that's fucking how it is because you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta fit in the system. The system molds you into what it wants you to be, right? So even if you don't want to be that way, you're gonna, have, you're gonna have to go along to get along. So yeah. it turns you into that. It sucks. I mean, how do you change that, you know? Mm. 
it's like I saw that they were, they were talking a couple weeks ago about how now the CIA and the FBI and somewhere else or whatever, the three biggest intelligence uh, agencies and uh, corporations that uh, do military contracting are now run by women. And they're like, oh my god, this is a huge victory for progress. How? Are they going to change the fucking way they do things? Are they, they going to actually fix the culture of these places? Probably not. Are they going to sell fewer bullets and bombs? Are they going to torture less people in the CIA? I don't think so. Also, women can also be bad people. That's true. Women can be bad. say just because they're women, they're good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's even yeah. It's anti-progressive if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. You're like saying women are, women are somehow better than men. Yeah. It's like, no, they're pretty fucking shitty too, from what I understand. That's true. So, yeah. Oh, man. I was talking a lot here oh, again, yeah. like usual. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll talk about this one. Payless Shoes closing all of its stores in the U.S. All 2,300. Where am I going to get my shoes now? Don't care. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, obviously, businesses, this is a business that's shut down. I, mean, I think, uh, no, I think, I think this is a sign of how bad the economy is doing. Like, it's pretty rough, man. Yeah. I saw today another statistic that said that 25% of people with auto loans are currently nine months or nine more behind. Months, this is the, the biggest that gap has ever been. And they're saying that's a huge leading indicator that the economy is about to crash. Yeah. It's pretty bad out there right now. Oh, auto debt is one of those things which we have been consistently relying on for decades. And if it ever stops, boy. <laughs> yeah, we'll be fucked. They're saying that uh, they can't even sell all the cars that are on the lots now. Yeah. And the new the new year orders are still coming in, but if you can't move your previous uh, uh, lot, what are you going to do with the new stuff? I've got two solutions to solve this. Mm-hmm. One, we should rely way more on public transport. Definitely. Um, we should places that don't have public transportation options start developing them now, mm-hmm. right now. And then as soon as you hear this, I know you're listening. And then <laughs> two, why don't we just? Like, I understand there'll still be the need for vehicles in some way, and and some people will need vehicles. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just take? Everyone's so take a three year break. Don't make any new vehicles. Just take three years off. Then make some new ones that year. No, yeah. we need we need us because like you can't just keep you can't sell thirty thousand new Ford F two fifties every year. There's just no way you can do that. So we have we need to like pace ourselves. I think. You know we've got Marcus here. Let's ask him about his respect of one of our favorite things here at Lino's podcast: public transit. What's your thoughts on buses and trains and stuff? Okay, so. Trains are amazing. Yes. Go train industry. Buses can suck it. Oh. I can, I will burn every bus down mm-hmm. if wow. I ever see it. Wow. The reason why, mm-hmm. buses are awful. I'm sorry. I know if I got to get somewhere and I don't want to take my truck, truck, <laughs> I have a freaking sedan. Anyway, <laughs> the point is, I was on I was on a bus one day in New York going somewhere. I don't remember. But I sat down, you know, I was enjoying my ride. You know, seats were kind of dusty. It's all right. This, this this guy, he gets on the bus. He's blind. And he sits in your lap. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Okay. But no dice. Okay. He gets up, uh, he gets on the bus. He sits next to me. And I'm like, oh, he's blind. He's got the little stick thing. He folds it up. Sitting perfectly nicely. I watched this man, this blind man, shove his index finger into his nose. Remove which, just the nastiest booger I've ever seen. you are now doing, which doesn't make you any better than this sure, man. Sure, sure. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this for theatrical effect, okay? Okay. He's blind. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, I guess he doesn't realize he's sitting next to me. 
and he just puts that booger right on my pants. <laughs> and when he realizes he's touched a human leg, he's like, oh. <laughs> For the sorry. listeners at home, he, he scooped it back up. <laughs> it oh, it hurt my feelings so bad. I like I forgot where I was, but I just got off the bus immediately. So what you're saying is, uh, you hate disabled people. I didn't say that at all. You hate buses now. I didn't say that at all. <laughs> so for me, the reason I don't like buses as much as trains, because like. I take a train now in North Carolina, and then also took one when I lived in Atlanta. You've taken the MARTA, right? Yeah, Yes. Course. So I love the, the, the train part of the MARTA. I love it. The route makes perfect sense. I, it goes this way. It goes that way. I know what time I was going to be there. Everything, perfect. And then, sometimes if I need to get somewhere that isn't on the train on the train tracks, I'll take the bus. But the bus schedule was so confusing, I just went back home. I was like, <laughs> I, I literally don't know how to read this. The one time I take a bus, I literally went to every shop and asked some people, oh, is this going to go to this place? And they're like, no. I just asked every single person until I found the right the person who was like, oh, yeah, just, this mm-hmm. one will get you where you want to go. And it, I, I think bus schedules need to be much more simplified before buses are truly efficient. I feel like we, we should just make more buses and fix the system and improve yes. it. Every, for every citizen, there should be a bus. Now, Marcus, we unfortunately can't solve your hatred for the blind with this, with this problem. With this, I do uh, hate blind people. Yeah. I, just, people. I just can't see why you hate blind people. <laughs> Oh wait, no, I got it. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna have a special bus just for them. No wait, it'll be a section on the bus at the back that can go sit in. There you go. For the Perfect. blind. Oh my gosh. Why didn't we think of this mm-hmm. before? Wait a minute. A special a special section for disabled people at the back of the bus. Mm-hmm. Hearing something here. <laughs> it does sound a little familiar though. It feels it feels separate but equal. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I feel like that can be the, the oh, way to describe it. Oh man. Uh, also, Marcus, well, you, you since you're a big video game person, you you enjoy playing video games. Yes, I do. What's your take on the Activision Blizzard layoffs that happened? Oh, 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 goodness. Okay. Um. Well, personally, I don't know why they need to lay off that many people because mm-hmm. I know they have tons of projects that these people can work on. Yes, and tons of money. Yeah. So. Like, usually when a company's downsizing, it's to save money. For what? I'm not sure. But it's it's suspicious. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. So they, they they posted record profits in 2018 and then lay off 800 people. Yes, while also giving their new executive a $15 million bonus just, oh. just for signing his contract. $15 oh. million. And overall, the entire, the, the upper level executive has made $80 million dollars. Last year, in both salary and stock options and bonuses, yes. eighty million dollars. Well, in hearing that, it's it's absolute bullshit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And it brought us back. We were talking about this a couple days ago. It brings us back to the whole thing that happened whenever um, Nintendo released the Wii U, mm-hmm. and it was nowhere near as successful as the Wii, and not as successful as the Switch is now. Um, they knew they had done something wrong. All of the senior executives at Nintendo took a 50% pay cut just so they wouldn't have to lay people off. Ooh. You know this? Wow, no. Yeah. You know that video? Yes. Iwata yes. himself even took 50% of his salary just so they could keep all their employees and try to improve their technology. And they came back and made the fucking Nintendo Switch and some of the best games I've ever played and proved that maybe, you know, doing that and rewarding yourself because you still make plenty enough. Just the man's bonus at Blizzard. Just seven... If you if you cut it in half and you make 7.5 million, that is enough to carry you for years. How many jobs could you save with 7.5 million dollars? That's, so, that's 
actually incredible. Yeah. Like, holy now, crap. Japan has a much more progressive tax code than America. There's not yes. as much of a wealth gap as there is there is there, there is as there here. So it makes sense they would do that, but it just shows you the difference in the culture of our corporations versus their corporations and around mm-hmm. the world is they were willing to take that hit yeah. to keep their employees on because it's, to they, it's much more tight-knit for them. Now, to be fair, they do work their, their people if they're like dogs. That's true. Because yeah. they have that much more lax labor laws than we do. But, I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. they decided to take a pay cut and I, 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 you know what? What am I even talking about? We're about game developers. They get worked like fucking dogs here too. Yeah. Like game across the board. Especially the whole Red Dead Redemption 2 debacle oh when we found goodness. out that people were just being treated like slaves. and 100 hour weeks and shit? 100 hour weeks. Mm. And they're like, oh no, but the guys at the top also work 100 hour weeks. Good for them. Yeah, good thing they're sitting in their office and they're having meetings for 100 hours a week. Yeah. Great. I feel real fucking sorry for the yes. guys at the top. Exactly. Their 100, their 100 hours a week was just sitting there yell, like saying, oh, we're our guys out here are going to get it done. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing anything. So it's like, what's the point? It's the same thing where they're like, oh, no one was forced to work 100 hours a week. They just did it because they wanted to. No, they did it because you'd fire them if they didn't. Right, yeah. It's, and then they, you wouldn't fire them for not working too hard. You would fire them for something else. Or you would yeah, pressure yeah, yeah. them into doing it. Yeah. You would say, oh, you're not, are you, are you really taking off the team here? Are you really part of the family? Oh, it's oh, it's such BS. Oh, my God. Yes, I hate the fact that, like, like I don't mind, like, if somebody out there, like, works for a company that they really love and it's just a great part of their day, that's great. But I don't like the whole idea that your work should be your family. It should be, like, mm-hmm. what you want to do. No, we go to work so that we can have our life outside of work. That's kind of what we're working towards, yeah. is to go home and have our free time to do what actually makes us happy. And there's no, there, this whole, like, we're a family bullshit is just that. It's bullshit. Yeah. The, the corporation does not care about you. It does not love you. Sure it will get rid of you in a heartbeat if you prove to be a problem. The only corporation in which you are family once you step in the door is Olive Garden. <laughs> because when you're here, you're family. But there is an exception to that rule, by the way. Now, if you happen to be upper management or executive level, then oh, you yeah. can cause all the problems and shit you want, and they'll keep you on no matter what. Yeah, you're fine. You can just, you can sexually harass all the all the people who work on the floor, and just you know who cares? Another yeah. day at the office. Just do whatever. It's not it's not like you, you can do any wrong. Yeah. It's like it's like it's so crazy how once you make a certain amount of money in America, you're basically bulletproof. Yeah. You basically can't be touched unless you do something way too fucking heinous. The fact that the penalty for committing a crime as a fee does let you know that rich people can do whatever they want. Yeah. And, like, look what happened to Harvey Weinstein, right? He did some incredibly monstrous shit, and he's getting punished for it, but look how long it took. Yeah. And think to yourself, how many other people are doing the same shit he did right now and getting away with it, you know? How many CEOs do that exact same shit and getting away with it? I'm telling you, motherfuckers, there's a private island in the Pacific where they hunt human beings. Yeah. There has to be. There has to be. Human hunting is a real thing. It's, it's fucking gotta be real, man. How much do they get paid, though? Who? The the humans getting hunted. But you paid in one bullet. Uh oh. Like it killed. Oh, I thought it was like a like a theatrical event. No, no one's escaping. You're gonna be murdered. Oh dang. Okay. Your head's probably mounted somewhere. Sometimes they'll like from what I from what I understand of the world of human hunting, sometimes they'll like offer you they'll be like, Oh yeah, we'll pay off your debts you have here in America or wherever you are. Oh heck yeah. Yeah, we'll pay it off and then you get to come here. And hey, you might live. Who knows? But you never live. No, they're just keeping you until they kill you. Uh uh-uh. uh So don't ever trust rich people for anything. But they you die debt free. Over. So which is what something <laughs> most of us won't do. So you know, it's, true. it's kind of kind of a good deal. Oh, to be to be fair, if you live your life correctly, which is not having any children, when you die, it just fucks over the people who had debts on you. Like that's true. Mm. And the thing is, the fact that someone can die and their debt can be released shows you that debt's bullshit. Like yeah, it doesn't even need to be paid back. Yeah. 
It doesn't fucking matter. Or you see people who, who buy medical debt and then just forgive it. It's like, it doesn't, it's not real. It doesn't matter to anybody. Yeah. It's yeah. just numbers in a computer somewhere that you could get hit for. And actually, that's that's something I would totally want to do if I was rich. Mm-hmm. Like, I would get in touch with, uh, what's his name? Stephen Colbert? Because he had, like, a company for buying debt. Oh, John yeah. Oliver. John, oh. <laughs> well, sorry, he's not coming on the only podcast if I can't Basically remember Basically the same person, doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, when he bought all that debt and just forgave it, like... Yeah. Funnel that dude some money. Exactly. Be like, hey, just pay off probably like five good years of debt. Yeah. And Do student you know, loans, medical debt. Yeah, it'd be freaking Burn amazing. Sally May to the ground. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> well, is Sally May still around or is it now all transitioned to other companies? I think it has transitioned. Because mine now goes to Navient. That's who yeah. I get my, my emails from. Do you still mm. get yours from some, Sally May? Uh, no. I forgot who I get mine. Marcus is like, I haven't paid it in months, <laughs> so don't know where they come from. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> so I just filtered that too spam. <laughs> I mean, it's like, uh, it's just, all our debt just got sold off to other places. The debt didn't go away because Sally May got went under. It just got sold off and packaged to other places. Yeah. And so, I mean, what's the fucking point of all this? Your debt's never going to go away. You know yeah. what we should do? Debt strike. Yeah. Everyone just stop paying their debts at the same time and watch what happens. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You should do that. You should. All right, let's start the three bucks. All right, you put this episode on Twitter. You know, okay. yes. make sure we get this going. We get a, mm-hmm. We need a date. We <laughs> need, give it a month. <laughs> we need somebody famous to get behind us. Like Danny DeVito. You think we can get him behind? Yeah. Oh my god, he's yes. pretty leftist. John yeah. Cusack. We can try to get him. John Cusack. Yes. Yeah. Cardi B. Cardi B. <laughs> if we get if we get oh on the pocket on uh, on the train, then I think we'll have a lot of stuff. To have a lot of help. Right. I mean, it's there. There are ways that are legal in a way to, to do this kind of stuff. Like back in the day when they used to have uh, uh, unions go in and start organizing places and go on strikes, they would uh, have protests and the cops would come along and bust up the thing and arrest everybody. But the way they used to do it is they bring people in from all across the country who were union members and get arrested. And every single one of those guys had a card, and on that card was their constitutional rights. And every single yeah. one of them would start exercising them, and the system would break the fuck down because it could not provide enough legal services at once. And the cops were forced to just release them all at once because they couldn't handle it. There's no way you could process all I, these people. This plan is getting terrifyingly better and better as you go it on. It is. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, if we were to all stop paying our, our debts, they would go out of business in a heartbeat. They couldn't. They couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. There is a problem though that now more than half of America's debt, like the government, the federal government's debt, is in student loans. You yes, know that? more than Ooh. half. Of it makes sense though. Holy debt. cow! Fifty-two yeah. percent of our debt is now student loan debt. That we're 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 basically funding that part of the government. See, I don't understand how they don't realize that the fact that we don't have this money to mm-hmm. put back into the economy is like a serious problem. It is that needs to be addressed, not exploited. Yes. No, it doesn't matter, man, because what, what the rich are doing is they're taking all that money they got now, they're building their fucking apocalypse bunkers up in the fucking the Arctic and shit. I mean, this is not a joke. They have been talking to scientists to figure out how to create a, a self-sustaining system they can live in without us. While yeah. we're all killing each other and looting and, and, and dying because of climate change, they'll be sitting pretty somewhere up north of the Arctic yeah. Circle. I but. feel like it'd be a lot easier to just go into space. Just float around. In no, orbit. dude, you don't no. understand. The Earth is Earth. Even even with climate change, space is like the deadliest thing in the universe to us. Mm. So the Earth is always going to be more habitable to a certain point. But they they're out there talking about how can I keep my guards from killing me? 
This is a literal question I saw one time. Rich guy was trying to figure out, and it was like, "Oh, shot collars or something." Maybe that's maybe only going to work for so long. Maybe if your guards didn't feel the need to kill you, this wouldn't be a problem. Maybe oh. you don't need guards. Maybe you don't need any of this. <laughs> Stop being an asshole. Right. Yeah, it literally said you should take their 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 uh, children and their family and put bomb collars on them. Mm-hmm. It's linked to your heartbeat. So if you ever die, it kills their families. I mean, I feel like if I'm a guard mm-hmm. and this happens to my family, I'm like, oh. Oh, okay, you're going to hold my family hostage, so I do what you want. That'll probably work for about a month. Yeah. And then, at, the, at this point, I'm pretty sure my family and my children are just be like, eff it, kill them. I'm like... Yeah, they're probably going to be in a much worse scenario Yes, anyway. family, let's <laughs> yeah. go. They'll be like, let's get rid of this guy. That, but as their plan is, they want to build these apocalypse bunkers, like human slaves or robots or whatever it takes to keep them running, and then just fuck the rest of us. Forget about what we're going to do. And I'm just like... We should probably just kill them before that happens and take That's their shit. Whenever, whenever they're flying that way, just take the planes down. Just <laughs> take them out in a line. It's like in Horizon Zero Dawn when that fucking uh, spaceship tried to go to another star and it got sabotaged. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. full of rich people. Yeah, Fuck a, those guys. That's a good game. So, I yeah. Man, you, for a man who I think only plays video games, you don't play Listen, the video games. I, I, okay, so times that I'm not working... I'm totally playing video games. Exactly. Like, when what I get home playing? tonight, I'm going to play some Monster <laughs> Yeah, but you haven't played Breath of the Wild I yet. don't have a Switch. I keep telling you this. Get a Switch. Just take his. Who okay. cares? <laughs> he doesn't use it. And then, but, yeah, you've got to play Breath of the Wild. And you've got to play Horizon Zero Dawn. You, yes. you have a PlayStation I do. 4. I was trying to find it, but all the places are sold out. Don't you not? Do you have physical property of it? Yeah, it's right over there. I've been eyeing it. Yeah, borrow it. Are we having some engineering issues? No, I was just checking on some stuff like y'all were, y'all were rapping. Yeah. <laughs> Can I borrow your, your Zero Dawn copy? I was about to suggest the same thing. You should take it with you and you leave. I haven't played it in like a year, so sure. Nice. I mean, I didn't play the DLC. I, I should probably do that at some point, but I mean, the main game by itself was fun, fun enough for me. Okay. I didn't do all the side quests either, but... Personally, I've been playing a crack ton of Spider-Man. It's, it's great. It's so good. Yeah. And I've only gotten through like the first DLC. Ugh. Um, so my, only, my only complaint was it was a little too short for me. The main story, I finished it in like two days, and I was like, "Damn, dang, you really, you, you really hit that game." Yeah, didn't you? I, I played it here for like two days, and I was like, "Okay, I'm done now." I, I, right through it. I wanted more. Nice, wanted good game. Story, a very good game. So, in summation, I suppose. Uh, yes. Insemination. Yes. Insemination. <laughs> no. Yeah. Artificial insemination. Not this podcast. No. <laughs> Not this podcast. <laughs> I always wondered what the exact mechanical process was for for artificial insemination. Is it like just a tube, just like a squeezy tube full of full of semen? It's like a turkey baster. It, oh, yeah, a turkey oh. baster right up in there. Done. I know with humans it's more complicated than that. We don't just shoot jizz and do it in, into you to I mean, why? keep you pregnant. Why not? I don't think there's not a hundred percent chance that it'll work. Yeah, I also don't think a human woman would want a a load of jizz dumped into her by a I turkey mean, baster. If she's there for artificial insemination, then mm-hmm. isn't that exactly what she's asking? We might want to move off this topic. Okay, you're right. You know? <laughs> this might not be a good place for three straight men I mean, to you talk can pretty it with fancy yeah. terms, but isn't it the same thing, essentially? I mean, no, they take, don't they take the egg and they put the sperm directly yeah, into it because they, they know the that egg. it works. They're like, this yeah, is in the there. Oh, okay. It's there forever. They like do it on like a microscopic level. They put it back in. They're like, we got this. Yeah. So there's no chance at all. I wonder what happens if you put like multiple sperm in the one egg. That's not. That's not possible. It's it hardens not. once it's oh. in there. It coats itself up. Oh. Yeah. No. That's, that's how you. That's how you make twins. Oh. <laughs> they get in the exact right as when it's hardening. They both get got in. it. <laughs> that's why when you have quintuplets, it's like really crazy. Oh. Five got it all at the same time. 
Now here's a question for y'all. Were y'all ever in school taught that sex would basically always result in a baby? Yes. It was unprotected? Yes. Yeah. And, then, and now that I'm older, I'm like, wait a minute, what do you mean you're trying to have a kid? Just have sex one time unprotected <laughs> and it'll happen. Yes. Turns out it's not 100%. Oh, Turns yeah. out. You didn't know this till one year ago. Yeah, I had no idea. How old are you again? 30? <laughs> no, I mean, when I was in school, we were basically taught that premarital sex would, like, kill you. It was like, you're just going to get cancer and you die. Will get, you will get pregnant. It's like they said on Mean Girls. You will get pregnant and you will die. <laughs> exactly. That's not even a joke, though. Down where we lived in rural ass, our high school, they did not teach you sex ed. It didn't happen. I'm sure in the city they told they you had a sure, more liberal the, the education. Ivy League of public schools. What the what? <laughs> have you seen my grades? <laughs> but no, no, I did have a, a sex ed class, but it was mostly for. Yeah, like, you were teaching it, weren't you? Buddy? I sure was. You <laughs> <laughs> will no demonstrate one, missionary today, Sally. Please join me up front. No one who's ever had sex in a field to be allowed to teach sex ed to anyone. Wait, who told you that? You told me that. <laughs> Told that. Well, yeah, read your fucking mind, I'm Professor Fucking X. You crawled through a fucking chain link fence whoa, to have sex whoa, to Okay, okay, stop. <laughs> stop. Stop. Too many stop. details about Marcus. Too many details. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my oh, man. Don't want to expose him like this. You're disqualified. Um, you can't teach sex ed. God dang it. Your perspective is unneeded here. Alright. But yeah, in, in where we came from, it was, dude. Like when they taught me evolution in high school, you could, you had to get permission to slip home to your parents. And if they didn't sign it for you to learn evolution, you went to the gym and play basketball instead. Yeah, what? you shouldn't have to learn evolution. Back nope. when he, back when, once I got to, we were in the same school. Back when I got there, they changed that rule. You shouldn't mm-hmm. learn it. But oh, when he was there, you could Thank just goodness. skip it. I was one of four people in class that day. <laughs> Everyone else went to play basketball. Wow. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that um, my school didn't have that. Because, because when I talked to my mother about evolution she, she said to me Marcus how could you believe that I've never seen you as a monkey <laughs> I didn't know what to say I was like oh what you should ask you should tell your mom is that there's no way that evolution isn't true because we'd all have to be an accident, right? This is all just like a process, not an accident, but a process of, of development. Because if intelligent design was real, we'd be able to retract our dicks into ourselves. Yeah. Like like dogs and shit. Makes sense. We'd also have rhino armored skin. Yes. And we'd be ten feet tall. Titanium skin. Titanium skin. Yes. What yeah. kind of god would make us so small, puny, and horrible? <laughs> exactly. We'd all be See, like ten feet tall. No, I saw this great thing on um, uh, Facebook. <laughs> I doubt it, but okay. <laughs> I said it no one's ever said before. God. Yeah. But... But the dude was saying, like, oh, man, I'm, I'm so sad, tired, or depressed. Like, life sucks. And then somebody was like, all right, okay, no, it's not that bad. Maybe you're maybe you're a video game character, and you're just hard mode. <laughs> wow. Wow. Dude, they just feature yeah. the whole, like, is the world simulation type thing. Yeah, you're yeah. Like, yeah. Not real. or some bullshit. Uh, yeah. What, you, what if we are all simulated? Or, like, what if, we're, what, what if we're people in the far future who are role-playing a, a game... Where we're just like, we live a shitty life in the 21st century. Yeah, there's going to be a far future. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, what if that's what it is? Man. Be, I mean, that would be nice because that means there's a future. Yeah. I, I like the prospect of that. What if this is hell? Like, not like real hell. This is like cyber hell. This is a pretty nice hell. Like... But think about, if this is hell, what's the, what's the regular world like? Probably like the Matrix, but worse. No, man, it's all just rainbows and blowjobs until the end of time. Oh, oh, okay. And this is the hell version of that. Oh, no. That would be great. (laughs) 
They, just, they, they, they punish us in the most banal way possible. Oh, man. But you know what? I think we've come to the end yeah. of Millennials Podcast for the week. Marcus, been great having you around. Hey, yes. anytime, man. Anytime. Anytime. Okay, cool. <laughs> when you make the drive down here or whatever. Yep. You know what we need to do, though? We need to get Marcus a mic so he can talk where he's at. And we can That's get his true. audio on ours as well. I mean, I do have a mic. I just don't know how to sync it up with you guys. We literally just go to time.is and clap at a certain We go to this moment. really dumb website. Time.com. Time.com. Time. Time. Oh. Now we're, now we're talking. Okay. Um, uh, I'm on Twitter, at Life of Seth. I'm at MC Surf. Our uh, art was on my... Uh, Marcus... Uh, yeah. Are you on Instagram? I am on Instagram. But you don't want to share that. Um, actually, next time. Next time. Next time. Okay. Okay. Um, our theme song was done by Ben Powell. Um, he has a podcast called Southern Smackdown where they talk about wrestling and they're both from the South. So if that sounds interesting, go check that out. All right. Uh, so you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it get under it. Do you know any of our closing phrases? No. Okay. <laughs> this is a good one, though. Fuck. Kevin Durant, Tom Brady, and the movie First Reformed. What's that Marcus Holt one? What's 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 a, what's a sign off for you? Well, sign off for me. Uh, shit. <laughs> oh, and um, um, there's this new show on Netflix called Russian Doll, and it's not about <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> Can you believe that one? We stopped trying to solve our problems and just trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York, that's the Elenio's podcast, baby. We're out. 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 <laughs>